Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I'm Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Taryn Hatcher and the dynamic Joe Fordyce. Joe and Taryn, two more difficult losses for the Flyers. Their losing streak is now at six games. As we all know, they had a 13-gamer earlier in the season, a 10-gamer earlier in the season. I have a feeling many people are wondering, here we go again. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. For me, I thought Claude Drew and the Flyers, after this 4-1 loss to the Blues on Tuesday, they just looked defeated. Um, and I don't blame them. <laughs> Uh, like they feel like they're right there in some of these games against quality, quality teams, teams with 30 plus wins. And they're just falling a little short, a little short in the end where this winning team makes a winning play and a team that's lost a lot of games is making losing plays. Taryn, do you feel like the Flyers can get up and back on their feet and avoid, you know, another double digit skid here? I think they can. I think the tough thing is, and we, I, I know Al and I internally, when we looked at the schedule, when they came back from break and they lost twice to the Red Wings, we thought like, oh goodness, because we knew this eight game homestand that they had um, was going to be um, one of the more difficult chunks of their season, even before uh, like all their issues this year, this was going to be one of their, um, it was going to be one of their most difficult runs of the season was, was this chunk of games that um, has come together with Washington and Carolina and the caps and so on and so forth. So uh, I, I do think they can do it. I think this is an incredibly difficult time, the schedule to do it. Um, you know, the tough thing is, is that when you talk to people and they just look at the score from last night's game and it's a four, one game, it looks like they got dominated and they did not. I mean, it was, it was a two one game truly with two empty net goals, but it, in terms of um, competition level, it, it was a two one game. I thought the flyers looked really good for stretches of the game. Doesn't matter. At some point you have to win because, and, and I was talking to Casey Feeney, who's one of our executive producers at NBC sports Philly about it is you do get concerned at some point that I get it, that they're, they're trying to develop players. And so when the process is good, you do have to acknowledge that the process is good because you want them to continue to do some of the good habits that have led to the good process. You also don't want to develop players who have, who become comfortable with losing, but process was good. And I don't think Mike Yo is allowing that to be the case at all. It just is what is happening. And I think he's stressing it and he's, you know, we talked about the tipping point, so on and so forth that, um, it's just not acceptable anymore to, to just have a good process. You need to have good process and you need to win games. It's going to be very, very hard. But I will say I thought that in the past two games, the disparity between uh, 
top six guys and bottom six guys, a lot of whom would be AHL guys if it wasn't for the injuries this season. I felt like that gap closed a little bit and they need that to continue to close. It's a good sign of development for some of those players. Um, but they need it. They need a complete team effort through the end of the games. And, you know, I, I hate to pick on one person because it's certainly not one person, but I, we talked about it last post game. I really think Mike Yo needs to do something to take some weight off of Ivan Provorov because there were quite a few plays. He's a minus four yesterday means he was on the ice for all of the goals. Again, that is not to say that all of those goals are on him, but he's making plays that are, that are leading to goals lately that are not like him. And he's carrying the third most ice time in the league. And you know that he puts a ton of weight on his own shoulders in terms of responsibility and accountability and so on and so forth. I do think that they need to figure out something there because I do think that's hurting the team overall. And I think it's hurting Ivan. Um, problem is, is that how do you address that? Do you want to put the the Yandel Sealer pairing out more often? Do you know? Be, do you want to give Sanheim and Risto more ice time? Do you want to call Cam York back up and see if he can't shore up maybe that third D pair more? I don't really know what the answer would be, but um, that's one of the issues at the top of my list right now is trying to get Provi back on track because he's such. We all know what he's capable. He's a very good hockey player and he can contribute so much. But I think right now the thing holding him back is his is his own it's the amount that's being put on him. And I think that the criticism, the harshness with which he criticizes and evaluates himself. And I think that hurts the team overall because they they need him so much. They rely on him so much. So it's it's kind of tough to watch. Uh, Jordan, I would agree, and and the the point I, I've made this several times over the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I feel like Ivan Provorov right now is playing like he's anticipating the next thing he's going to do wrong. Um, a, a guy that seems to have completely lost confidence in all of his game. And Jonesy last night on our post game show, the first thing when Taryn mentioned this to Jonesy, he said he's the first thing he said. I think he's playing too much. And, um, you know, as Taryn just alluded to, what what is the other option um, other than playing him this much right now? And maybe it is to bring Cam York back up. But I don't know. They're really kind of in – I feel like they're stuck in a spot here because, you know, you, they obviously have Cam York down with the Phantoms for a reason. And maybe it's they want him to play more. Maybe they don't want him to get caught up in the sort of, I guess I'll call it minutia of what this season has become for the Flyers. But, you know, it, I see a totally different player in Provorov than the one we're used to. And it's a guy that looks like he completely lacks confidence in anything he does. I mean, the giveaway that turns into the second uh, empty netter last night is a perfect example. He makes a cross ice pass that's right on the stick of a St. Louis Blues player that, and it just turns into an easy goal the other way. And those are not Provorov-ish type of plays. Um, the other thing I'll mention, and back to you know how you started here, Jordan, is just about the 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 way they've played in these games. Um, 
And they have hung in there. And then last night, what you saw was Lindblom scores. And it was almost like Craig Berube said to his team, like, guys, we are not going to lose to this team. And then that next very next shift, they had a, we're not going to lose to this team shift. And Tarasenko scores. And then the ball starts rolling downhill from there. And I think that is where you're seeing in these last handful of games here. You're seeing it with the uh, – with the not so much Carolina because that was in overtime, but more so the the Pittsburgh and the Washington games last week, where you're seeing the difference in these teams, and the and the difference is the maybe the killer instinct is there with those teams, and it's not so much there with the Flyers, and maybe because this collection of players that's currently playing for the Flyers doesn't have enough experience to have even developed a killer instinct yet, aside from you know, your Jeru's and your Konechny's. But, you know, a lot of these guys weren't even anticipating playing here this year, and here they are in these situations. So I think that has a lot to do with it, and I think this recent stretch of games is showing you the deficiency with this Flyers team when you compare them to the teams they're playing, which are some of the top teams and playoff teams in the East, and last night's case, the West with the Blues. Yeah, some of these really good teams, uh, goals against a lot of times wake them up. Like they they flip a switch, it like pretty much turns them on and 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 makes them you know kind of turn into who they are. And we're seeing that with these with these games against the Flyers, uh, and the Flyers just don't have enough to really w- w- withstand like the barrage that's coming after them after they score you know and, and gain some momentum. So it's been tough. right. And like and so last night, to your point there about the switch, like the the deficiency is that the the Blues have better hockey players. They have more of them and more of experience. So it was like Tarasenko turned into Tank last on that shift and just went in there like a bowling ball, said, well, you're not going to stop me, and scores what turns out to be the game-winning goal. Yeah. And the Flyers don't have a Tarasenko. They don't have a – I mean, Jordan Cairo, it's not like he has this long you know, resume, but, I mean, look at his stats this year. The Flyers don't have that. They don't have, you know, Pavel Buchnevich with these, you know, they don't have these guys with the scoring acumen that the players on the, on the teams they're facing have where they can just say, okay, you go out and make a play for me and, and get it done. Again, outside of the Jeru's and Konechny, I mean, wh- wh- what are we talking? We're talking about Jerry Mayhew. I mean, he's yeah. the guy scoring goals for the Flyers. And, you know, he's up until – this year, a career minor leaguer, essentially. So I think that that's where you're seeing another glaring, glaring deficiency. Well, and it's interesting because sometimes I like I torture myself and think about in an alternate universe if this game plays out, but you have even even just say, let's just take two players back and say you have Couturier and Farabee, right? With Konechny playing the way he's playing, I know he's not goal scoring, but he is becoming a setup man in a way that's become pretty efficient for whoever his line mates are recently. You know, watching Oscar Lindblom round back into form, watching some of these players become who they we want to see them be. It's just at this point in the season, and they're not complimentary pieces in this situation. They are the relied upon key pieces in this situation. I know you want connecting to be a key piece anyway, but if you have Joel scoring, Couturier developing plays, 
And let's say even if you have like a Kevin Hayes back for some of these games, you're talking about a whole different tone for all of those players. They become complementary pieces in a way that helps the team win rather than becoming key pieces that are trying to carry the team with, you know, a standout performance from Jerry Mayhew over the course of a couple games or Isaac Ratcliffe having a puck go off his pants or something. And when I think about that, that's why when I talk to people about next year, I'm like, listen, I don't know what I don't know, but I know that if this comes back, if I think about yesterday's game and I think about Oscar Lindblom's goal and I think about the players that they're missing and the way that game maybe plays out differently, if just a few, I mean, we're not talking about getting 11 guys back. I'm talking about getting maybe two or three back, how different that game looks. Even forget about goal scoring. Even if Ryan Ellis is there, Ivan Provorov obviously looks different. And I think maybe two of the goals don't happen. Um, so it's 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 just – but again, that doesn't matter because that's not reality. But it is I, – I, sometimes I do like to think of these games and how I think they would have played out had you only had a couple of guys off of IR available to play. And it is wild. It is wild. The The entire landscape of the game would be different, you would think. Um, but that's not the situation now. So it's just fun to muse about sometimes. Indeed. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I really think Mike Yo deserves some credit. His record right now as interim head coach is 7-16-6, but that is so incredibly screwed by the injuries and the lack of talent. I mean, to, to me, I thought he deserved immense credit for having this team go wire to wire with teams like the Penguins, Capitals, and Hurricanes. I mean, they were right there with three of the best teams in the division, three teams that think they can win a Stanley Cup. I mean, that's astounding. I thought they got outplayed by the Blues. I think they kind of came back to earth and, and faced a good team on a back-to-back situation, and they got outplayed uh, and still kept it, you know, a game until those empty net goals. But I think Mike Yo deserves some credit. I think it's just – it's 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 a shame to see his record be so marred by the situation, but I think he's a good coach, and I think the guy, I think the team is playing for him. Like, they believe they can win. They, they're trying to win. I think there's something to be said for that given the circumstances, but – Taryn and Joe, if we can look at some positives, let's let's just find a positive here. One positive through all of this so far, um, maybe through this recent stretch or through this losing streak, you had to pick one. Uh, Taryn, I will start with you. One positive for you. I like Oscar Lindblom. Yeah. I, I like Oscar looks strong. 
Um, I don't want to take away, obviously, anything from what he's been through, but I, I think my guess would be, based on conversations that I've had with him in the past, so I haven't had to sit down with him in a while, I don't think he wants to constantly have the conversation be, oh, he's back to where he was before cancer or have, have that like caveat qualify everything he's doing. So I'm not going to. I just like the way he's playing. I think there have been times where the Flyers have lost battle, battles along the boards along a lot of areas where Oscar has come in and he's won battles along the board. He's, he's crashed the net for goals lately. He's scored Oscar Lindblom-like goals on top of, you know, I was always impressed by his hockey IQ. I've always been impressed by what he can do below the red line in terms of setting players up, um, especially before, you know, he had to take a step back to deal with viewing sarcoma. So I think that hockey IQ sticks with you. I do think he has it all the time. Um, but I, I love the confidence that he's developed under Mike Yo. It was something that we saw with Scott Gordon as well. When, when Dave Hackstall got let go and Scott Gordon was put into place, Scott Gordon immediately said, to Oscar, like, I know what you're capable. I know how good you are and I'm going to play you. And I want you to show me that it's not a matter of like, you know, either play well, like, you know, whacking a puppy with a newspaper, like either do what I say, you're going to get whacked with a newspaper. It's saying like, no, if you do well, you get a treat. Like that's how the positive reinforcement of it seems to work with him. And I think Mike probably took that approach with Oscar and I think it did work with him. Um, But I love seeing, him play like the player you want him to be all the qualifications and the the journey he's been through totally aside. Like that story is incredible and remarkable and it deserves all the time in the world. But I do think he wants to be a player who just plays the type of hockey you need him to play, who is the player you want him to be. And I think recently he's shown that and I think that's huge for him. I think it's huge for the team. I think it means a lot to quite a few of his teammates. Um, And in a time where, to be fair, if you're a veteran right now, the only thing that you probably have to play for is the fact that they're going to take a look at rookies and give them more ice time than you. And you want that time of the power play and you want that ice time. Something else to play for is this kid who's been your teammate for a while, who's gone through hell and back and who's now still fighting. So I think he's a, he's a massive positive for this team right now. Taryn, I love that pick. Uh, I think he's been one of their best players over the last 25 games. And Taryn, as you mentioned, if you're looking to next season as, as much as we are, you can look at Oscar Limbaugh and say, hey, we could, got, we could get the Oscar of old for a full season next year, and that's a real positive. Joe, how about you? Uh, one positive in your mind. Um, so this one is not anything you can find on a stat sheet, because on a stat sheet, particularly in the last two nights, it looks like 0-2 and and back-to-back losses. But I'm going to say the goaltending, because the goaltending has given them a chance to stay in these games. And when's the last time you you said, man, the Flyers lost tonight because of goaltending? I, I, I can't remember the last game. And particularly the last two nights with Carter being out, you have Martin Jones thrown into a back-to-back situation, which I didn't look it up. But I bet it's been a long, long time since he had to play on back-to-back nights. And quite frankly, last night, he was the only reason for a while that they were in the game. I mean, the Blues had an onslaught. I mean, Braden Shen could have had five goals last night. And, um, you know, he kept them in the game. And I I don't know if I'm going to say unexpectedly, but perhaps unexpectedly kept them in 
both of these last two games. And the same goes for Carter Hart during this stretch. I mean, there's not been any games where you say, wow, those were really terrible goals that were let up or they lost this game because of goaltending. And let's face it, this team's not playing lockdown defense in front of their goalies. So, you know, they've – and again, from the outside looking in, you're going to go, okay, well, they've lost six straight, so why are we giving credit to the goaltenders? I would say the reason that they're in these games is one of the main reasons, if not the main reason – is the goaltending and that that's what i'm going to say and you know that's a probably a bit of an under the radar pick but i would say that that's definitely one of the main reasons i mean there could have been four goals between 15 minute 10 the 15 minute and the 10 minute mark of the second period of yesterday's goal of yesterday's game they were like 15 because and it's so interesting usually we have to watch on tvs in the um in the newsroom but yesterday al and i went and we watched from the NBC suite for a little bit of the game. And you kind of get a different feel for just overall flow, 200 feet. And we sat there for a good solid five minutes and we went, geez, every time they dump and chase and the blues can establish cycling the puck, the flyers are in trouble. And there was like five minutes of it between the 15 minute and the 10 minute mark of the second period. And the flyers only chances were in transition. They couldn't get anything going established in their offensive zone. And the Blues were just dumping, chasing, establishing possession. And there were quite a few scary chances. And Martin Jones came up huge, huge on a lot of them. Um, same thing against the Kings, obviously. And even on Shen's goal, he gets back to make that save in the crease. Yeah. And then it just comes out and, yeah. and Shen It was miraculous. It the first two shots didn't go in. I think yeah. it was Kairou and I don't remember who shot the other one. But the Might first. Might have been Tarasenko. He, he seemed to be. They seemed to be everywhere. Or Barbashev. Sure. I think it was Barbashev. I think it was it yeah. was Kairou and Barbashev. And the Barbashev save was insane. He like jumped back and kind of smacked it with his stick out. It, it was wild that it took that many shots for that to go in. It, it was it credit to Martin Joe. You look at that. I hate <laughs> so strange. This seems like a microcosm of flyer season. So look back at a at a goal scored as kind of a highlight reel sequence for a goaltender. But the way Martin Joe played those first two pucks was really. I mean, it was impressive. You wonder if any contending teams out there that need a goalie are watching that clip and saying, well, Martin Jones can still can still get around the crease. He's still athletic, um, still not old, and still, still a decent goaltender. So that's a good thing for sure. Yeah, for me, I, I love both picks. I was thinking Oscar Limbaugh for sure. I'll go with Justin Braun, just given um, he's a 35-year-old defenseman on an expiring contract, and I think the Flyers could really get something for him. Uh, you've had – you know, and a guy on an expiring deal like Derek Broussard, who's missed so many games over 30 now. Uh, you have Rasmus Ristolainen, who I think the organization could be debating which way that could go. Do you trade him? Do you sign him? And he's been in and out of the lineup. Justin Braun has played in every single game. He's even in the plus-minus department for a team that has a minus 51 goal differential. Uh, he's playing 20 minutes a game. So a veteran that I think... Uh, is going to get you something at the trade deadline, and there's something to be said for that. So for me, Justin Braun's been steady. He's been reliable, and he's going to be a good piece for the Flyers at the trade deadline. Uh, so kudos to Justin Braun for being a durable guy in a season that's been up and down and all over the place. And Jordan Hall has an article about it up on NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com <laughs> if you'd like to read that. Thank you very much, Taryn Hatcher. And I was actually going to tease 
the Craig Berube interview with Taryn Hatcher as well. Taryn went one-on-one with the St. Louis Blues head coach, of course, the former Flyers head coach. Great stuff there. He talked all things Flyers, including Claude Giroux. So check that out on the website, NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com. Plenty of good content. And we'll have plenty more as uh, February gets closer to wrapping up and as that March 21 trade deadline gets closer. But Taryn and Joe, thank you so much as always. Great seeing you. Great chatting with you. Can't wait to do it again. Ben Berry, a big thank you to our podcast producer and guru. And Flyers fans, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, Please rate and subscribe, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time.